But if you have your Bibles this evening, turn with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 22, beginning in verse 12 through verse 14. Isaiah 22, beginning in verse 12 through about verse 14. Lord, spoke us into my spirit a message entitled tonight, Partying in the Wake of Judgment. Partying in the wake of judgment. People are not prepared. People are eating and drinking and being merry and don't even realize what's standing at the door. Judah was guilty of this right here. God would send Judah a message. But instead of heeding the message of God, they would eat, drink, and be merry and say, Tomorrow we die. Instead of repenting before God. Listen right here. And in that day did the Lord God of hosts call to weeping and to mourning and to baldness and to girding with sackcloth. And behold, joy and gladness slaying oxen, killing sheep, eating flesh and drinking wine. Let us eat and drink for tomorrow we shall die. And it was revealed in my ears by the Lord of hosts. Surely this iniquity shall not be purged from you till you die, said the Lord God of hosts. I want to go back into verse 13. And behold, joy and gladness, slaying oxen and killing sheep, eating flesh and drinking wine, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we shall die. That's what I want to speak on tonight, partying in the wake of judgment. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight, Lord, and we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to bring forth your word, O oh God, tonight. I ask you, Lord, to anoint me to speak your word. Anoint me to proclaim your word tonight, O oh God. Lord, as, you, as we in these closing days, Lord, that people awake to the hour that we are in. Lord, let the church awaken to what we are called to be and doing in this last day. Lord, I ask for your blessings. I ask for your anointing once again upon me tonight to speak this holy word. God, help me preach to preach your word, O oh God, tonight. Lord, we give you glory, honor, and praise. In that precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen and amen. We live in a world that is selfish, proud, conceited, and people will place themselves and their own reasons above God. The attitude of this day is to eat, to drink, and to be merry and live for now. And these attitudes and many don't even know how close their judgment is getting ready to come to this world. Today we see not that attitude in the world but we also see that same philosophy that is taken more into the body of Christ, into the church of Christ. Too many are more concerned about church activities than they are church ministry. They're more concerned about socializing with other people than they are fellowshipping with God tonight. 
They are more concerned about feeding their stomach um, than their soul. Then they're more concerned about the chicken than they are the meat, if you will. Um, the way the Bible describes them is what Jesus said in John 6 and 26. He said, Jesus answered him and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, You seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. They sought him because he filled their stomach and not for who he was. What Jesus was saying right there was that these people had more interest in the physical than the spiritual, if you will. And that describes many today. But Jesus goes on under that next verse in John chapter 6 and verse 27. And he tells us to labor not for the meat that perish, but the meat which endures for everlasting life. He said that our main priority ought to be the Word of God. That's what he was getting at. But yet today many are laboring and looking for the natural and the miracle and the things, that material things, and to eat and to drink and to be merry while the world is sitting on the brink of judgment. The church is more concerned with activity than they are with what's getting ready to take place. And when we begin to look right here in this passage of Scripture, we see that God had a call to Judah because Judah was wrapped up in sin. They were wrapped up in idolatry. And God had a message for the land of Judah, and that message was to repent. In fact, in verse 12, the Bible says, And in that day did the Lord God of host call to weeping uh, and to mourning and to baldness to the girding uh, with sackcloth. Why did God call that? Uh, because judgment was getting ready to fall upon the land uh, of Judah. Uh, in fact, we begin to see in verse 5, if you want to go back uh, in Isaiah 22 in verse 5, uh, the word of God says, for it is a day of trouble and of tre treading down and of perplexity uh, by the Lord God of hosts in the valley of visions, uh, breaking down the walls and of crying um, to the mountains. Uh, notice three things right there in verse 5 that God said about this time that was coming. First of all, God called it the day of trouble for Judah. Despite having a godly king and one of the greatest prophets of all time, Judah would not respond to the mercy of the Lord. So therefore the Lord would allow a heathen monarch certain liberties to bring Judah to repentance. And then when they tried to repent, their repentance was nothing more than half-hearted. That was the day of trouble. Second, God says they would be treaded down. This implies that several battalions of Judah's soldiers were outside to shut up the walls of Jerusalem to test the mettle of the Assyrian army. Their success was not existent. In fact, they would be treaded down. And the third thing God says about this day of judgment that was coming upon Judah, that it was perplexity. They had a 
problem without a solution in the natural. Because when the trouble was coming, they would not have no hope in the natural. So we begin to see that God said it was a day of trouble. He told them they would be treaded down. And he said perplexity would be all over them. But God was telling Judah that cry that hour was a message of repentance because the prophet of God had saw a day when death and destruction would reign from the city of David. He saw people not only dying from the battle, not just dying not from the battle, but from famine and disease. The prophet saw nations' leaders flee in fear from the approaching army. They would do everything possible to prepare for a long siege. They would collect armor. They would fortify the walls. They would service the water supply and build a reserve between the walls. But none of these things would help them and protect them from the enemy because God was going to deal with the land of Judah. Judgment was coming to Judah but God was telling Judah to repent. That's what God was saying unto that land. That was the message of the hour. You see a lot of people don't want to hear that message. You know what people want to run to today? They want a preacher that will prophesy them smooth things things that sound good to him but I want you to know that is not in the word of God because a true prophet of God does not he may sometimes but the true prophet of God always preaches repentance in the Bible they would seek those prophets that would tell them the things they wanted to hear and the prophets of God that would told him destruction judgment and repentance the people would persecute because they want to hear things that sound good to their ear. If you're looking for somebody that wants to tickle your ear, I got news for you. I'm not going to scratch it. I've come by to tell you tonight that God has a cry to the land. That God has a cry to this world. God's cry to the America and God's cry to the church is a message of repentance tonight oh you won't shout me down on that because you want me to tell you you're going to have a good day you won't shout me down at because you want to hear some soothing words that tickles the ears I've got news for you honey tonight if you want that that ain't what God's saying in these days that ain't what God's saying to the church today just like right here in Isaiah, God is calling the church to repent. God is calling the body of Christ to get things in order. God is calling this land to repentance tonight. My Lord, tonight, how do you know that? Because look at the things that we've shook our fists in the face of God. 
We've legalized same-sex marriage. We support the Amer- we got abortion clinics on every stand. We've kicked out God and bring Islam in. My Lord, tonight in this hour that we are living, I'm telling you tonight the hour that God is saying it's time to repent because the world stands on the brink of judgment. Did you hear me? I said the world stands on the brink of judgment. My Lord, in many cases, the church is in no better shape than the world is. Have you a little titty, toddy, getting at people social drinking, doing all sorts of things, living like hell and thinking everything's going to be all right. God's calling to repentance. We don't want to hear repentance no more because it don't make us feel good. I'm telling you, if you're looking for a preacher, it wants you to feel good. Let me tell you tonight, I'm not worried about how you feel. I'm worried about where you're going. Did you hear me? I ain't worried about if you're going to have a good Friday. I'm worried about if your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you, I'm not worried about uh, these things that go, making you be happy with me. I'm worried about you making it in when he comes for the church. Because I'm telling you tonight that that's what is getting ready to take place. I am convinced in my spirit like never before that the rapture of the church is imminent. I am convinced in my spirit that judgment is coming quicker than it has ever come before. I am convinced in my spirit that God is going to wrap this thing up. But I'm telling you until then that God is trying to get things in order. He's trying to get the church in order. He's trying to get people to repent because judgment is coming and people are eating, drinking, and being merry. And the next day they were going to die. Don't want to hear it. My Lord, tonight. I know you may not shout this down, but I'm telling you right now, it is a message for the hour. You would have thought, hearing what God was coming to the land of Judah, that people would heed the call. You would have thought what the prophet had delivered unto these people in Judah, what Isaiah had said to the people in Judah. You would have thought they would have turned to God, sitting there on the brink of judgment, sitting there on the brink of destruction. The prophet Isaiah was giving them the word of God. The prophet Isaiah was declaring the word of God. He had heard from heaven. He didn't come by to tell Judah that they were going to be blessed. He would have got kicked out of many churches right there. See, let me tell you something. Let me tell you about these tickle my ear, flattery things. Many of these people ain't heard from God. Amen. Turn on these shenanigans on TV. Many ain't even heard on God. Amen. Most of the message that I'm convinced that they were preaching, these prophets were preaching today, would be repentance. That see what was going on. You would have thought Judah would have heeded what was coming. You would think many would heed tonight knowing that God has already told us what was coming. You would think the thoughts of hell would scare some people tonight. You would think it would make the body of Christ shiver. 
knowing that they got family headed to that awful place called hell. Let me tell you, instead of heeding the call, you know what the prophet and the message of God was, God was met by? He was met by merriment. He was met by revelry. He was met with joking. And he was met with partying. The people said, we're going to party instead of repent. That's what verse 13, 22 and verse 13 goes with. And behold, joy and gladness, slaying oxen and killing sheep, eating flesh and drinking wine. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we shall die. My Lord, they knew tomorrow they would die. But yet, they were not heeding the message. Instead, they wanted to live the last little bit for their own self. My Lord, instead of feasting, you know what Judah should have been doing? They should have been fasting. Can I get an amen on that? They should have been, instead of feasting, they should have been fasting. They should have been weeping. They should have been pulling their hair out and putting on the sackcloth. What did putting on the sackcloth mean? It meant they should have been mourning and weeping and repentance right there for what was getting ready to take place. But yet they said, give me another bowl. And said, we're going to indulge ourselves on the eve of destruction. Judah, instead of hearing God's word, instead of hearing what thus said the Lord, you know what they were doing? They had their own little tooty toot toot and rotty rot rot and fruity fruit fruit. They were partying on the brink of destruction. Sounds like many today, don't it? Think about today. How many more are concerned about self-indulgence? How many are more concerned about feasting on the natural instead of the spiritual? Can I tell you right now, I can get a crowd here. You run a picnic down here, you'll have 60 or 70 people. But they don't want to do anything with the Word of God. And I told the people a long time ago, if you got to feed them to keep them in here, bring them in, you'll have to keep feeding them to keep them in here. They need the Word of God more than they need a little picnic. Amen. Amen. I'm telling the truth on that. You want to entertain them, you'll have to keep entertaining them. And the Bible says you never win them like that. So you know what how the Bible says for the preaching of the cross. By preaching is what God says. That's what the Bible says. If you don't believe it, you read Paul's writings in 1 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, you'll read it right there. That's the formula, not to entertain. See what it is, people are wanting to indulge. And the church is wanting to indulge on the natural and on the flesh instead of being where they need to be as the world sends on the brink of destruction. Hello, am I right tonight? Think about it. People are wanting to be entertained. They want to have the activities, but they don't want to have no concern about a prayer meeting. Movies. But they don't want to come to Bible study. Amen. Something's wrong right there. My Lord, people don't ask about revivals. They don't ask about prayer meetings. They don't ask about Bible studies. They ask about what we're going to have an activity. 
of my heart, I believe in fellowship of the church. But let me tell you, when we start placing it above the things of God, we've got a problem. Let me tell you what's ashamed. I'm not, I'm not picking on any movie or anything like that because I'd like to see that movie Overcomer too. But it is a crying shame where people will go to a movie theater and watch a movie but will not come and hear a gospel message preached. Am I right? Amen. Amen. I'm telling you right now, something's wrong. Other people are on the brink of going to hell and the church wants to entertain. Hello? The world's on the brink of the great tribulation. And we want to entertain them. We want to eat. We want to drink. And we want to be merry. And we want to skip, skip, skip the loo. Have our little picnic baskets. Little red riding You remember, what is that story? Yeah, little red riding hood. I'm not going to try to do that. I ain't got no red hood or anything, though. <laughs> While the world sitting on the brink of going to hell, something's wrong. Just like Judah. People are going to and fro, sitting on the brink of destruction and don't even realize it. People are going through their everyday living and people won't make it to tomorrow. They'll end up in hell. No concern. Let me ask you tonight, how many in here realize America and the world tonight is on the verge of a war? And if you know the area that it is in, let me give you something. A lot of the major Bible prophecy players, their area is in that area. Israel's right there. Russia's got troops. All those nations, God, so that's got troops in that area. One little trigger. And let me tell you, it could be a river of blood flowing through this world tonight. My Lord, and we're sitting back. Don't even realize the hour that we're on. We're sitting back, wanting to eat and drink and be merry just like Judah was. Their attitude is, we're going to die tomorrow. You ever heard somebody say, I might as well live my life now because I'm not promised tomorrow. I've heard that. Let me tell you, you better live your life for the Lord right now because you are promised tomorrow in eternity. Folks, it ain't a joke. Did you hear me? Let me tell you what Judah did. It's just like many are doing today. And many that are in the church, they're making light of what's about ready to take place. They don't think it's serious. Think about Jesus even talked about it. In Matthew 22 and 5. But they made light of it with their ways. One to his farm and another to his merchandise. You study Matthew 22, let me tell you what that was about. In that text right there, the king sent out invitations to a wedding. When all was ready, these that got the invitation would not come. 
Instead, Jesus said, they made light of it. He said, they did, in essence, what it means to make light of it was not to take it serious, to joke about something, to treat it insignificantly or unimportant. You see, that's exactly what Judah was doing right here with that message that God had sent. They were taking that message lightly about repentance. They were parting in the wake of judgment. And they were part and taking the call of God lightly. Can I tell you, people tonight that sit on pews are taking hell lightly. They're taking lightly the rapture of the church. Oh, preacher, we've heard that all of our lives. Well, they heard that in Noah's day too, but guess what? The flood come. The rapture's going to come. How many know that tonight? Jesus Christ is coming for his church. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, blink your eyes and it can be done. But people take it lightly, like it ain't going to happen tomorrow. Well, if you don't think it could happen tonight or you can't think it's going to happen tomorrow, well, you're the evil servant that Jesus talked about. He said the evil servant in his heart said, My Lord, today at his coming, he'll begin to eat with and drink with the drunkards. And, but the Lord said, I'll come upon him in an hour he thinks not, and I will cut him asunder in his part with the hypocrites. It's like me. My Lord, I remember a time growing up I told you before, I was the mean church of God brat. Some of you may still say I'm a brat. I'll get an event on that. I'll still be one. But I remember a time the preacher would preach on the coming of the Lord. I'd grip the pew. I'd look up and say, oh, God, not tonight because I'm not ready. <laughs> It put the fear of God in me for a few minutes. Now people treat it so lightly. Oh, we've heard that. But guess what? Peter would say, in the last days there will be scuffers coming, saying, where's the promise of his coming? We've not we heard these things since our fathers lived. But the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. But he's long-suffering, merciful, willing that none should perish, but all come to repentance. My Lord, tonight we can't take it lightly because one day, that trump of God is going to blow. One day, that which Jesus Christ spoke about in the book of Revelation that John written down, he showed John the revelator, is going to come to pass. Judgment, God's going to deal with the wickedness. Did you hear me? God's going to deal with this wicked generation. But people say, oh, I don't believe that. They're taking it lightly. Instead of doing what God said to do, instead of being on fire, instead of being hungry for the word, instead of getting hungry and getting serious in their prayer life, can I tell you what they're all about tonight? They're all about, about skip, skip, skip to Baloo. They're eating, drinking, and being merry, and only on the brink of destruction. What are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you, Jesus called it. In Luke chapter 12, verses 16 through 19, he gives us another parable to back up what I'm preaching tonight. See, Jesus even talked about this. Yes, God, Judah was, but Jesus even talked about individuals. He said, and he speak a parable unto them, saying, the ground of a certain man, rich man brought forth plentiful. 
And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will bestow all my fruits and goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. I'll read you verse 20 in a minute what Jesus said about this man. But I want you to know about this man right here. His thought was not on that which was to come. His thought was for right now. His appetite was to please the flesh. There was no thought of spirituality there. There was no thought of eternity there. He was looking out for this. My Lord, I wish some people would digest on the word as we did our stomachs. Boy, I got one. I got a stomach. But I wish we'd get a spiritual appetite for the word of God and a prayer that moves heaven. Amen. What did Jesus call this man? He called him a fool. Verse 20. But God said unto him, God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. When those things shall those things be which thou hast provided. What he was saying, what good is these barns going to be? What good is these things going to be? Because tonight your soul is going to be required of you. Notice something right here. I want you to get this. God called this man a fool. Did you hear even that Jesus said God called him a fool? This man's thinking was foolish. His actions were foolish. That's why he's in God called him at. Because he didn't think anything about the spiritual. He wasn't thinking about eternity. He was thinking about me, myself, and I right now. Oh, I'm preaching better than you are shouting tonight. Maybe we need to stay in here tonight. Hold what God's saying about me today. I believe God's calling man a fool. Just like he did right here when we're thinking more about ourselves. Then we are him, then the word. When we're thinking more about the natural, then we are the spiritual. I believe we're God's calling man a fool when we're sitting there partying the face of the judgment. I believe God is calling a man a fool when they're more worried about pleasures and building their life than they are their spiritual life. It's what you hey you say, preacher, that's strong words you're saying. I didn't call that man that the God called him that. I'm just telling you his actions were foolish. And God called him a fool. And don't you think if he called this same man a fool, that man a fool, he had called the same ones that were doing the same thing a fool? That, that parable right there was getting to a point. He was saying people like that are fools. Their ways are foolish. In fact, the Bible says the fool in his heart says there is no God. (laughs) 
What do you think Judah was doing right here? Their actions were foolish. Instead of repenting, they were indulging. Right before they were going to die. My gosh. How hard somebody can be. Think about it. Today, if you're like Judah and this rich man, and you're more concerned about the eat and drink and be merry, I'm going to tell you, this is strong right here. But I'm going to say it. Love me, hate me, want to run me a foot race. It ain't the preacher calling you that, but God's calling you a fool. I don't get no amens on that. But that's what God's called them. That's scripture. How many know that scripture? Amen. If you don't want to read, here it is. I'll tell you, put it in your Bible. Mark it. Luke 12 and verse 20. And that comes from the King James Version. Right there. It wasn't a preacher, and it's in red. That means it's the words of Jesus. Oh, I don't believe that preacher. Well, you're, when do you know more than Jesus? Amen. Listen, America is indulging itself. This world is indulging itself. The church is indulging itself on things of the world, of the flesh, while we're neglecting what God's trying to tell the church. See, I'm telling you, preacher, this ain't a popular message. I ain't here to be popular. I'm not from Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm not. I'm from North Carolina. <laughs> I'm not here to be popular. I don't care what nobody says about me. I don't care what nobody thinks about me. But God. Amen. Amen. But that's what Jesus said. Oh, preacher, you shouldn't preach message. Yeah, oh, yes, they need to be preached in an hour that we're living right now. Oh, you preach too hard. I've heard that before. Oh, you preach too hard. You hit too hard. Well, come on up. I'll hit you a little harder. Why? I ain't going to say what I want to say, but sometimes I just like to take the Bible. God forgive me. Sometimes you just like to take it over somebody's head. You'd like to have a metal case over it, too. <laughs> no. In this hour, we got to be hard. Because I see what's coming. My Lord, I see what's coming. I don't know when it's coming, but I know I see it. God woke me up the other morning. Now I could see, and that dream was a river of blood and people flowing through it. My God, people don't realize what's coming. My Lord, have mercy on us while we want to do this. Play skip, skip, skip to the loo. God wants us to be crying out to him. And we need to be mourning and put our sackcloths on in this hour that we are in. Listen to verse 14, what God said about Judah. 
And it was revealed in my ears by the Lord of hosts. Surely the iniquity shall not be purged from you till you die, says the Lord, God of hosts. You know what it tells me right here? The sin of turning a call of repentance into an excuse for partying, reveling, and getting drunk. Told me God didn't pardon them. Let me tell you why God didn't. It shows me how hard their hearts had gotten. Their hearts had grown hard. Anybody ever seen somebody? You'll you'll encounter somebody. Their hearts are hard. Because you can reject the word of God so much. And every time you reject it, your heart grows a little harder. That's what happens to eventually. There ain't no turning back. The Bible says my spirit shall not always strive with man. The Bible says you can be turned over to a reprobate. Why they get turned over to a reprobate? Because the heart hardens so strong. God couldn't forgive them because they didn't seek forgiveness. All they had their mind was they didn't care what the prophet said. They didn't, wasn't worried about what was coming to them. All they wanted to do I had to have some water anyway. Was drink. My Lord, I should have brought a steak in here tonight. I should have had Patty bring me a steak and I should have set it up here and started eating a little bit. And showed you just what they wanted to do when God was telling them they needed to repent. I should I can do this. I should have brought me a little hat. I wish we still had them little whistles and stuff where you can blow when it comes out on you because that's what they were wanting to do. Instead of turning to God, they were wanting to party in the face of judgment. My Lord, tonight, my Lord, tonight, what they did was they mocked the Spirit of God. Ooh, I want to preach here. My Lord, people sit on pews like I'm not talking to them. And they're the exact ones I'm talking to. <laughs> oh, you ain't talking to me. You're just mocking. You just want to reject it. People mock it. They don't believe Jesus is coming. They don't believe they're going to hell. They'll mock you, ridicule you, laugh at you. But one day they're going to find out you was right. Let me tell you what Luke 21 and 34 says. And take heed to yourself, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with suffering and drunkenness and the cares of this life, so that the day come up, hang on, come upon you unaware. I was about ready to lose my teeth. One of these days I'm going to spit them through there somewhere. Let me tell you, a couple, about a year or two ago I preached a message, people are drunk on the world. They're drunk on the cares of life. And that's exactly what is going on. That's what Luke 21 and 34 says. They ain't paying attention to what's happening. They're drunk on these things. Eat, drink, be merry. We're going to die. But you don't know what happens after death. See, this is what Jesus talked about. Here's my final point, Sister Marcy. You can get ready to come. This is what Jesus talked about. 
He said, this is what people would do right before the Son of Man is revealed. They'd be indulged in their selves, but would not be thinking about Him. They would be thinking more about their life and the cares of this life than Him. How do you know? Because in Luke 17, 26 and 30, let's read. He talked about two days right here. Matthew only gives the account of Noah. Luke gives the account of, of Noah and Lot. He says, and it was in the days of no shall it shall be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they did drink, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, and they builded. But on the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them off. Destroyed them off. In verse 30, even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. I know some people say, well, it's talking about tribulation. No, because I don't believe they're going to be eating, drinking, and giving in marriage with some of the plagues that's coming into tribulation. This is talking about, I believe, right before the rapture of the church. Because they'll be so preoccupied and so indulged on their life. They'll be partying in the wake of judgment. And they won't even be thinking about what's coming until it's too late. How many know one day it's going to be too late? How many know one day it's going to be too late? What are you saying? I'm telling the church it's time to wake up. It's time to get more concerned with the spiritual than the physical. My Lord, if you want revival around here, you want me to tell you how it's going to start? It's going to start with the body of Christ seeking the face of Christ. There needs to be a return to prayer. There needs to be a return to the house of God. There needs to be a return to Bible studies, not just at the church, but in the home. In the home. People need a closet to get into, a place where they can get along with God. My Lord, that's when it's going to come. See, a lot of people's got Facebook and they got time for Facebook. Some of you need to throw Facebook away and get on your knees before God. Listen, what I'm telling you, you can stand in here tonight. I want you to know, I'm telling you, I believe, honest to goodness, judgment is standing at the door and getting things in order, but people are making a mockery. Here's what I want you to do, think for just a minute. I want to, just a minute, you can go ahead and play softly. But I want you to think something. For just a moment, I want you to think about how close this is. I want you to think about those that are in your house. I want you to picture somebody in your house that don't know the Lord. Don't you think about it for a second. Then I want you to picture what would happen if they take their last breath tonight on this earth. Then I want you to picture hell. Now I want to invite you to this altar. Now I want to invite you to this altar.
because they could end up there tonight before the night's over. They could end up there before the night's over. Could they look at you and say, why didn't you ever tell me? Can they look at you and say, why didn't you ever warn me and pray for me? What would you say? I've been too busy indulging myself on the cares of this life to worry about that. Think about it. It ain't no joke. This could happen before the night is over. Before the week is over. Before the year is over. I don't know when it's going to happen or not, but it's going to happen one day. Where are you at? It's time to get on fire for the Lord tonight. This ain't no joke. This ain't a time to eat and drink and be merry. It's time to be on our faces before God. Lord, forgive us tonight. Oh, God, forgive us. Forgive us. Don't let us be like Judah. Don't let us be like Judah. Stand there and party in the wake of judgment. But let us get hungry. Let us heed what you're saying, oh God. Let us grasp the words and let it take root in our hearts till we get more concerned about you than anything else. Lord, we give you glory, honor, and praise tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.